0: guys so i wanted to tell you about this beautiful velvet travel organizer that i've been using for my jewelry it's perfect because you can hold all your jewelry tangle free and it's safe and organized whether you're traveling or for everyday use even for me being a busy mama like i love that just for my everyday jewelry i can keep different things together and not have to worry about it I really love that it also comes gift wrap in a luxurious gift box, so it's like super cute. Whether it comes to you as a gift or you give it for a gift for the holidays, I just absolutely love the details of it. And I love that they give back to the Only Love Foundation. You guys know I'm all about a product and a brand that gives back, and this is a nonprofit organization that helps build schools around the world, which is just incredible. And even better, it's by a mama who created this. It's named after her son, Sebastian Enzo. And I just think that's so cute and so inspirational. So I just love this jewelry organizer. You guys got to check it out. Look up Enzo, E-N-Z-O, jewelry travel organizer on Amazon, and you'll find it. And I'm telling you, you will love it. This is like a perfect hack and style gift that you guys want, either for yourselves or someone else. So use my code, Levine 20 That's caps, Levine 20 for 20% off. And check out Enzo, Jewelry Travel Organizer. That's E-N-Z-O. And use my code AllieLevine20 for 20% off. Hi, loves. Welcome back to Stripped. I am so excited about today's guest. She is an amazing perinatal psychologist. I'm going to say this wrong. She's going to correct me. And a very passionate woman when it comes to pregnancy all the way to postpartum, and I just love what she's doing for moms. Like She just gets that moms need care from when they actually conceive and have this amazing life inside of them to all the way through after the baby's there and you had all the emotions of emotions of having a newborn and you're a new parent and all these things that we really don't realize how much we truly like lose ourselves and have to navigate and figure out all these things. Dr. Alyssa Berlin gets it, and she's here to talk about it. Hey there, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Did I say your title correctly? Because I feel like I'm so not medical and I butchered it.
1: No, you got it exactly straight on. And perinatal, just so that you know, perinatal is everything having to do with around that period of pregnancy postpartum. So it's not pregnancy, it's not postpartum. That's it. It's that whole perinatal period. But no, you were spot on, man. Oh, good. I'm glad.
0: Awesome. I'm so excited to have you on. We've been trying to connect for a little bit, and finally the stars align, so I'm really excited. I want to kind of just get right into this. I want you to tell my audience a little bit about you and who you are and how you kind
1: of got into this. You're so sweet. Well, first and foremost, I'm the mom of four, so I've got (laughs) four incredible kiddos. Oh, thank you. You know, (laughs) depends on the day. They definitely keep you humble, that's for sure. Um, No, and and they're amazing. And, you know, it was really after my second one was born that I just felt like there's got to be more out there. You know, there's every childbirth ed class and prenatal yoga class. But when it came to helping to navigate what happens after birth, there was just really nothing that I could find. So I actually grabbed my doula who became such an integral part of our lives and our family. And we hopped over to, you know, um, i trying to remember where it was even. Oh, I think it was in Colorado. And I went for some specialized training. And it really became my passion to help couples during pregnancy prepare for what happens next. You know, because it just seemed like it didn't have to be as stressful as it was. Or that the stress that happens and the stress is inevitable, it didn't have to be as divisive and as challenging on the relationship. And then kind of create this just breeding ground for perinatal mood and anxiety disorders or what we used to call postpartum depression. So that was kind of how I found my way or started down this path. And that baby is now 13. So I've been at it for a while (laughs) and just love, love that phase of life. I know, right? Well, well our next project will have to be on, on raising teenagers because that's that next, <laughs> wow. the
0: next sequence in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't even imagine. I mean, Amelia is 15 months old this Wednesday, and I'm just like, I can't even imagine, like, looking at her as a teen. But I know everyone says it flies, and I feel like this first year of her life has flown. So I, like, just can't even imagine, like, what you're feeling and going through all that.
1: Well, and first of all, congratulations. That's amazing that Thank she's having a birthday this week, which I love. And, you know, it's so funny because I was never a big fan of the people who are like, you know, doom and gloom or, oh, you think it's hard now, just wait. Or, oh, you know, grab it in now because it goes so fast. It's like the most we can really offer ourselves at any given moment is to be in the moment. And as the moments change, we transition with them. But I love not that. much benefit. Yeah. Why? Why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah, it's true. And I love that you said Bye. that,
0: like, live in the moment. Like, I love that you said, you know, like why, like, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we, you know, have someone say to us, like, oh, just enjoy it. Because it's true. I hear that all the time. Oh, just enjoy it. Oh, in a few years, she won't like you. And it's like, okay, well, thank you. I'm aware of that. But, like, it's just enjoying the moment and, like, being in it and, and going through those moments and savoring those moments so that you can go to, like, that next level. And I just love that you said that.
1: Right. Because otherwise, what? Otherwise, you wouldn't be enjoying it. Oh, oh! now that you tell me to enjoy it. Okay, great. Now, now I'm going to take it in. Right. You know, and, and life, you know, we're kind of future oriented in our heads as a whole. You know, unfortunately, we are a society that is um, just increasing in our level of anxiety. <laughs> and anxiety really is this energy that deprives us of the joy of the moment. And it says, don't stop, don't enjoy it. Like, what's next? And so, yeah, the more we can be mindful and just be with where we are, the better off we are, because otherwise that's when we miss it. Um, So, yeah, so that's been a big platform for me. And especially, you know, again, working with this population, you know, I'm seeing anxiety crop up so much. Um, A function of that is really trauma or just, you know, energy that gets trapped into our system. And really, the antidote to that is to be present-minded or mindful, which I feel like people pay a lot of lip service to, which is a whole lot harder to do, Yeah. um, but so valuable. Um, Incidentally, just while we're on that topic, and then we can switch to anything that you want, um, one of the most powerful tools um, that I picked up from a workshop of how to kind of shift that mindset from either past or future orientation and back into the present Oh, yes, please share. In any, right? In any given situation, when you're in that space and you feel like you're so in your head, just look around the room and call out 10 colors, Any 10 colors, And it's amazing because it's so simplistic and you'll see people being like, sure, I'll go along with you, but this is never going to work. And time and time again, my clients will come back and say, it's so simple, but so effective. Because wow. if you're scanning a room, looking for colors and actively calling them out, you can't be in your head and you can't be in the future. It brings you back into this moment. So again, something really quick and easy to be able to do. I mean, you could be in a business meeting. You don't have to necessarily call them out out loud, but just start scanning that room and finding them. And you'll really feel your energy coming back into your system and back into your environment. Allie, you're going to have to try it and report back for me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm seriously, like I'm sitting here going, Okay, I'm gonna have to try this because it's funny you say that because I've had some people tell me to count. And in the beginning, when I would do that when I was pregnant, that worked. But since I had Amelia, now it's not working. And I almost feel like the numbers are creating anxiety in a weird way. Like, because I'm saying, like, I don't know, like one, two, or whatever it is, how maybe however I'm saying it to myself or I'm doing it, like, it just gives me anxiety. I've actually noticed the most common way I can get myself to calm down which kind of sounds crazy is when she's nursing on me and I shut my eyes and I kind of just like put my head to hers and I just kind of tell myself like okay breathe and I take like two or three real deep breaths and I breathe through and I just like kind of force myself to like relish in that moment of her nursing and like of that bonding and like nothing else going on and I force myself to like leave my phone and I just like stay in that moment of her and I even if now since she's like almost 15 months like showing nurses for like five minutes whereas it used to be like a half an hour but like it's still those minutes that have forced me to reset and like get back to this like grounding
1: absolutely and I love that you found something that works and you want to go with that because those tools and those resources, you know, are so important. And like, that's what's, you know, in terms of the numbers, I hear you, you know, because without something tangible in the environment to anchor you, you're kind of still in your head. Right. So I could see how um, the efficacy of that would start to fall. Yeah.
0: That's the other
1: thing. Yeah. I was going to say, mm-hmm. like,
0: I, 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 it's interesting you say that because I was wondering in my own mind, like why is it that the numbers like kind of, don't work or maybe they trigger me but now that you're saying it out loud like oh you're still kind of in your head it's true and I'm horrible about being in my head so that really makes me think like more about it
1: yeah absolutely um although I think your head would be a lovely place to hang out I could appreciate right (laughs) why that would not always be the case thank Um, you and the other thing absolutely the other thing to think about though is that um Oh, I just lost my train of thought for a second. Oh, right. That, that uh, Another part of anxiety, right? So here it is, real moments. That pregnancy brain, it never fully goes away. So we can embrace <laughs> it that turns anymore. to mom
0: brain, right? <laughs>
1: it turns to mom brain, totally, right? Um, but anxiety is one of those things that it tricks us into thinking like, gosh, we've never done this before. Or we don't really have any resources to bring to the table because this is new and therefore we're just stuck. But the reality is is that we've all had moments in our lives where we felt stress or tension, or maybe we were at odds with our partner and not completely aligned. And it's important that we recognize that things that have typically worked in the past that have been tried and true are likely to work again. You know, so here you are and recognizing, you know, slowing down, kind of really turning into that nursing moment as a way of decompressing and coming back into your system is so lovely. And I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't similar moments to, to, similar moments to that that have also worked for you in the past. And now you found a different permutation of that. Um, so that's awesome.
0: No, yeah, that's, that's very interesting to explain it that way and I'm sure if I really thought back to something it would somewhat align because it's true like you find things that you're comfortable with and that's like kind of what you go with so with that being said and like what you do and everything like besides the colors what would be some other gems that you could share with my audience or some other ways that they can kind of find that resource and and you know of course, in you, but just little gems that they're listening, you know, in the car right now, or they're having a stressful day, and they're like, wow, I just need something to put in my toolbox to, like, help me, you know, on a daily basis where maybe I don't have the time to speak to someone like, you know, Dr. Berlin, or I don't have the time to, you know, really sit down with myself. What are a few things that you would give as tips for them?
1: So that's a great question. you know, on one hand, something that you're getting into is self-care, which is to say anything that makes you smile, big or small, can be really effective. Um, and I feel like sometimes we misconstrue self-care and we assume that it has to have one shape or size. You know, and a lot of times people will say like, oh, a massage, like a massage would be great. But you know it's so interesting? I find with a lot of moms who are home with their babies, you know, that a massage is not actually, the, you know, for some it works great, but for some it, it doesn't really meet the mark because, you know, they're home all day with the baby and really what they find that they're missing is like adult conversation and adult stimulation and to now be in a quiet room getting a massage, it's like it still hasn't met that, that need, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost the first thing I, w- I, would, I would want people to do is to kind of think through their self-care and making sure that their self-care really matches the need that they have, as opposed to doing what people assume self-care should look like. Mm-hmm. You know So if you're around a talkative toddler all day, a massage may be perfect because it's like, Shh, no one talks to me, no one look at me, no one need anything for me. <laughs> if I'm around a baby where it's only my voice that I'm hearing and not much response back, right, then I may want to go grab drinks with a friend or mocktails if you're nursing or even just go grab dinner or a coffee or something you know in terms of adult conversation simulations. right so that's one thing is to know first and foremost like what makes you smile is it you know the juice from the corner from the corner shop is it you know the fruit guy on on the corner is it taking a long bath like so making sure that we're really interjecting first and foremost some of those are really important um You know, when it comes to anxiety or stress, um, it gets into something a little bit more complex. And I've done a lot of additional training in the past couple of years specifically on how to release trauma from our system. And I think about trauma as any unresolved energy. So anytime a need or a want comes up that we're not able to take it to fruition, it kind of gets stuck and trapped within our system. And one of the coolest things that the trauma release, you know, approach has really talked about um, is how to slow down and really tune in and listen to your body and recognize that your body's talking to you. So in those moments of anxiety, like you said, that's really what I would recommend because anxiety, again, it tricks you into trying to go faster when the reality is, is we need to go slower. Right. So it would almost be like, Slowing down, stopping, kind of saying, hey, my body's feeling tense. Well, my alarm is going off. What is it telling me? And taking the moment to really think about what am I needing or wanting in this moment? And instead of steamrolling our body and ignoring it, really kind of keying in and listening to what it's needing or wanting and recognize that our bodies will guide us much more efficiently if we slow down and listen and allow it to do that. So that would probably be another thing that I would recommend when you're feeling yourself totally anxious and the anxiety is trying to convince you to go faster, to outrun whatever it is that's bothering you, to actually kind of mix it up and change it up a little bit and slow down. Say, hey, my alarm is going off. What is it that I'm needing or wanting in this moment? And then trying to shut up our head and allow our bodies to do the talking and guiding us down a path. Um, I love
0: that. That's beautiful. A little-
1: Thank
0: you. And it's it, it's true. It, it, it resonates with me so much because I am someone who is go, 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 being a busy mom and being someone who works from home, but, you know, raises Amelia at home and, and does so much. And You know, you have to check in with yourself and say like, okay, what can I do? And I appreciate that you said, you know, self-care. Sometimes people don't realize it comes in different shapes and sizes. It's not just one thing. And it's not just a massage or it's not just, you know, it's actually whatever is right for you. And it's true. Like last night, it was a bath for me. It was a bath with my husband for me because I needed to connect with him, but also relax. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bath for just me. Sometimes I do go get a massage and I'm getting my nails done. Sometimes it's getting my lashes done. Sometimes it's just going upstairs. And my husband comes home from work and I go get in bed and get my pajamas and take like a nap before I have to like put Amelia to bed. Like, you know, it just depends on whatever it is that I'm needing. And I love that you said, you know, it's also realizing like what you're like lacking and what you don't have in that Moment, so like if you're with your little one and all you do is talk to them, you just want peace and quiet, or if you feel like all you do is hear them, then maybe you want to have an adult conversation. And those are things I didn't even think about when I went through my postpartum depression, you know, pretty heavily. I didn't realize how much I was needing like people around me and like needing to go out and like sit down and like have an adult conversation, but then would still feel guilty for it and then would feel bad about myself because I didn't like how I looked when I was going out and like all these things that like. Trigger you and you know make this craziness in your mind that like you said you let the anxiety almost like push you forward to like no just keep going keep going versus like hey no listen to what your body or your mind is telling you and like check in and do something about it
1: tremendously and and thank you so much for you know I mean I'm at, i I know that you talk about your journey a lot over the podcast um, and you know you talked about postpartum depression which is such a real. Situation that our moms are struggling with, you know, I mentioned earlier that you know the, the the landscape of illnesses in that postpartum period are really changing, and you know we now talk about perinatal mood and anxiety disorders for a number of reasons. one is because we now know that it starts during pregnancy or, or it can i shouldn 't say it does, but it can start during pregnancy mm-hmm. um, and the other thing is, is that we know that you know, honestly, more times than not, it'll even look anxious more than depressed. But that recognition of, in the same way that there's no one size, you know, or, you know, one, one fits all, if you will, for what self care looks like, there's no one shape or size in terms of how, of how postpartum illnesses impact us also. And, you know, one of the most important things for me that I'd like to really focus on is prevention. Mm-hmm. And anything that we can do while a couple or a mom is still pregnant to help create the best environment to mitigate whatever is going to come after um, to the best of our ability. You right. know, and maybe that means keying into some of the risk factors that may already be there and, and starting a conversation around that. Um, a big part of it is anything that we can do to strengthen the relationship with a partner if we have a partner in the picture, knowing that that 's deeply linked to perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. so I love that in your self care you talked about sometimes you grab your husband and sometimes he gets to be a part of it, not always right recognizing that sometimes we can kind of kill two birds with one stone mm-hmm. and hurt the bad was- of ourselves, yeah, I told him yeah. last night
0: I was like. I want to take a bath, but I want to hang out with you. And we've just been going, going, going all day today and it's been crazy. And so we just like drew a bath. We like put on like a bunch of candles, essential oils. It was so nice. And like, we luckily have like a pretty big tub and we both got in the tub and like just relaxed and like just talked, but like got to like lay there and just relax and kind of have our minds be open. And it was like so nice. And we haven't done that together in like a really long time. And I realized after last night, like wow, that really was self-care. And like,
1: I need to do that more with him. I'm so proud of you. Like, can we just stop there and say, yay? I'm so, so proud of you. That's awesome. Because we live in an environment, right? Where again, not only are our minds working so fast and our bodies are working so fast, but our pace of life, you know, it's so wild because I feel like, I feel like there are two really big challenges that our generation deals with. Um, One of them, I think are phones phones are killing the attachment process Mm -hmm. single-handedly we are the most technologically advanced society yet we're the most addictive most obese society so we got to rethink that but the other piece is really our pace of life and it's so wild because you know you could have two people working full time you know one potentially at home with the baby and one you know out there in the field and yet, we come home five, six, seven o'clock, and there's still so much that has to get done that it could be really, really challenging to create that time and space to be together. And right. there'll be every excuse or reason in the book why there's just no time and it just can't happen. But the reality is, is that we need to make it a priority because it's true, otherwise, it won't happen. And, you know, one of the things that I'll tell people in my workshop, in my afterbirth plan workshop, is, you know, that I'm a big fan of, of dating, right? Date moments and, mm-hmm. and sex, both really important things. So date moments I say are anything that we do during the day, because if a date competes with sleep, it's likely to lose. Um, but here's the interesting thing. If a date competes with sleep, it'll lose, but it'll make it to the list. If sex tries to go up against sleep, it doesn't even stand a chance. Right. So it's this awareness of how do we create the time and space to make sure that we're prioritizing our relationship with our partner and not leaving it to the end of the list. Because dating, okay, at least it'll make it to the list. won't even make it to the list. And yet it's a vital part of a relationship. And we want to make sure we're not losing these avenues for connection.
0: Right. It's true. And it's true. We're all so drawn on our phones I mean I'm so guilty of it especially because part of my work is being an influencer and so I live on my phone and I have to sometimes like step off and be like oh my gosh like how do I you know like get myself back to reset and sometimes that just means putting my phone down for an hour and not even knowing where it is you know So it's like, it's just crazy. And I know speaking of phone and and everything and um, rushed, I know you have to go and I'm going to have to have you back because you're amazing. And we're speaking about so many important things, but could you just maybe leave my audience with something um, as far as, of course, where to find you and everything, but also maybe just a quick wrap up of, you know, really what, you know, your company and, and, you know, what you're doing and everything is about. So they know when they go to look
1: you up and check you out. You're so awesome. Absolutely. So I have the distinct pleasure, uh, first and foremost, practicing with my husband. So Elliot Berlin is a perinatal or prenatal chiropractor. Who's amazing. Um, so he's, <laughs> I, I agree. I have no arguments here. Um, I met him and so he's together, awesome. I
0: mean, he's like he, you guys, I, I could see why you're a great duo. He's, he's awesome too. So I mean, it's, it's like two awesome souls together. I love it.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. I really appreciate that. Well, we're in such good company, that is for sure. Um, but yeah, but together we, we founded the Berlin Wellness Group. So, you know, we have a brick and mortar office where we offer services, everything geared to pregnancy postpartum. Um, um, you know, one of, so I work individually and with couples. And like I was saying, my passion really is helping couples to prepare for that transition to postpartum. So to that end, I created the Afterbirth Plan Workshop, which is a two-hour workshop that couples do ideally while they're pregnant and with their partners. And they could do that in person in the LA area, or they can do that virtually online from anywhere in the country or internationally. We've had some international clients, which has been awesome. Amazing. Um, Yeah. And then written several blog posts and you know done a whole bunch of podcasts so there's great you know evergreen information out there on the web which is incredible and you can find us at www.drberlin.com but it's a little tricky because the word doctor is spelled out which no one thinks of so it's d-o-c-p-o-r <laughs> berlin.com I'll, play so in I'll the show put notes it out really. there <laughs> amazing and again you know it's really it's anyone going through you know any part of this phase of life that they're just looking for some support, some ideas, um, some assistance, you know, and maybe one last thing to kind of put out there is, you know, when I think about pregnancy postpartum, to me, it shines a spotlight on things that might have been bothersome for the individual or for the couple, but that we could kind of overlook. And now it becomes center stage and it's a little harder to bypass. So a lot of times I'll have people come into treatment and they'll be like, I was always dealing with this, but I always seemed okay. And now I just can't seem to shake it. And so again, if that's your experience, you know, for sure come in and we will help you work through it. Um, You know, and and just again, meeting people where they are and helping them through whatever adjustments so that they could really enjoy that phase of life. You know, I really try hard to help people create a roadmap through postpartum so that it doesn't have to be as stressful and that we can really have a nice plan to help navigate the changes that are happening. And sometimes that's key, right? Having a plan changes everything. And and that's what we're about. And having
0: the tools is everything being able to say this is my toolbox and this is what I can reach to and know I can figure it out and manage it and navigate it so I just love what you're doing I think it's amazing I wish I knew you when I was going through my postpartum depression and like the beginning of my stages of having Amelia because I feel like you know maybe it would have been a little different had I known I had this kind of resource which is why I wanted to have you on so you know moms to be and new moms know that they have this resource and you know what you're doing and like the afterbirth workshop and how how important that is. Because like you said, like, it's like this shining, this spotlight. It's like, when you have this baby, you're essentially reborn and everything changes and everything's amplified and magnified. And it's like, how do you navigate it? So I just, I can't say thank you enough for what you're doing. I think it's so amazing and special. I'm going to have to have you back on so we can get really deep and talk more about all of this, but thank you so much for being on. And you said it was drberlin.com. Is there anywhere else you want to plug for souls or anything for them to find you?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Alyssa Berlin um, and Ali, it would be my pleasure. I really, you are so amazing and what a champion and pioneer for people and for families going through this. And should there be another one after Amelia, I will be there. I will oh, be you're so you sweet. I'm going to hold that you that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. it's, it's a deal. We'll, we'll chronicle it together, but it, really, I love it. it would be my pleasure to be there and support you.
0: Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being on. You're amazing and and uh, you know, cheers. Thank you, love.